0: Splinters of Jade is a thriller podcast and may contain material not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: listening to Splinters of Jade, the Legend of the Five Rings role-playing game actual play podcast. Your game master is Chris Garvey. So being able to strike something in the air is
2: imperative. Prepare yourself.
1: Kuniguru is played by Pooh
2: Richardson. Inwardly, m- Grounds.
1: Kitsuki Akira is played by Steve Lanslow Bartolome.
3: And not even Yogo knows where I, where I went.
1: And Yogo
0: Sojimo
1: is played by Brent Dawson.
3: Well, would you like the Maho first or the Blood Sacrifice first?
1: Now, on with our show. After a nice dinner of Katsu, we're going to wipe over to Kuniguru... And Toritaka Koyu in the courtyard, uh, practicing through some forms. We will practice with the uh, bow first. And she hands you a wooden sword. Yeah.
2: He takes the bow Ken. It's He t- holds it gingerly, like he's not really used to wielding a, a true sword. Hold it with confidence.
1: You are a samurai, after all. And this is
2: the main tool of the samurai. True, a main tool of a samurai. But it's more the tool of a bushi than a shigenja. But I will try and do as you ask. And he will grip it more confidently. It will be easier with the katana
1: after we've gone through and learned it with the boken. But this technique that I will show you... Will help to sever the spirits. Should you have issues with ghosts, hold with the standard grip one hand up at the top and one down at the bottom and focus in on the top hand, letting yourself go and allowing for your energy to flow into the blade itself. Now follow my actions. And she goes through a few steps of the sword uh, t- uh, through a few steps of Akata swinging the blade around and finishing off back into a ready
0: stance.
2: Now it is your turn. Gru will have watched her very closely watching how she shifted her shoulders in the slot, in the swing, the, the step and the angle of the hips as she went through each motion, and he will attempt to imitate her uh, motion, but during the same time, try to trying to feel his his chi flowing into the blade. Good. And so he's probably a little hesitant on a couple of spots, and Gru follows with her her movements. And everything. and He, he watches her, her reactions as, as each, each motion is done. So you can imitate that as well. It's,
1: it's a very stoic face that she's giving.
2: Okay. So he will try to have a very stoic face while he goes through the motions. Now,
1: I'm going to pause for us for a little bit. Um, I believe that your friend, the dragon had wished to come as well. And the next part, well, it can be only done once in a training
2: easily. Unfortunately, he has a heart problem and his heart is not filling up to very much strenuous exercise after the yeah. after the day he's had today. I hope he'll be all right. Usually a night of rest will I would not say put him at perfect form but it will bring him to a point where he can actually be working properly then it'll be just the two of us then yes i wish i hope that i learn much from you and grew smiles a little at that and just a very slight uptick of uh his lips into a smile uh she
1: blushes ever so slightly
2: well then We'll move forward with this
1: training. She walks over to a table that has been set up, and on it are several melons. And she goes, now, spirits are often able to travel in more than one direction at a whim. So, being able to strike something in the air is imperative. Prepare yourself. She picks up one of the melons yeah. and lobs it in the air at you.
2: Yeah. As she says, prepare yourself, Groot takes a preparatory stance. And then as she lobs it, he'll flow through what he expects to be the motions based on the Kata she was showing him.
1: All right, go ahead and do a martial arts
2: melee.
1: And. I'm jumping between books here. And You're going to do this in the void stance. So I will
2: have two successes and a strife. So you
1: strike the melon a little bit off center, and it spins around, nearly hitting you in the head as it deflects off the blade and lands on the ground. That is a good start. Yes. This time, try to strike it firmly in the middle, and rather than use the bokken, let us use live
2: steel. Draw your sword. He draws the... Because the only katana he has is the uh, the special one. Or was yep. that a katana? Yep. Okay. So he will draw it and get in a preparatory stance. So she picks up the melon
1: from the ground. It's got a bit of a crack in it, but she... Lobs it in the air as at you again.
2: I'm assuming same roll. Yes. Uh, So again, two successes, but this time two strife.
1: You don't take the strife because you're in void stance. This time you hit nearly the same spot, but you slice through the melon because you're using an actual sword. And the bulk of the melon kind of totters off and smashes on the ground. Perhaps you should try to just feel and sense it. After all, spirits cannot always be seen. And she walks up to you, undoes the ribbon that she has her hair tied up in, and blindfolds you.
2: When she unties the ribbon around her hair, Rue will bend, over, bend down. Because he has an idea of what she plans on doing. And the fact that he is a bit taller, he wants to make it easier for her. Basically showing some respect to a teacher, in a way. So after he's blindfolded, he stands back up, takes a... He will actually physically close his eyes behind the blindfold and take a stance again. All
1: right, so this next one is going to be a TN4 strike, since you're blindfolded. You did get void points for those last two since they were concealed TNs. I max void. Okay. I've
2: I've had two void for a while.
1: Okay, I just want to make sure you had void points for this next strike. So she takes another melon, lobs it in the air.
2: And if we can do void points to re-roll, and what else? Uh, add another die,
1: that can, uh, another ring die that can be kept.
2: Okay, so I am spending so a you void.
1: Can, you add one more, that. and then you can keep one more.
2: Hmm. I think I'm going to spend that other void to re-roll my blank. And I'm going to re-roll the white success with, or is it, or do I have to re-roll everything?
1: You can re-roll as many as you like.
2: Okay, so I'm just going to re-roll the blank and the white with the strife. Okay, so I'm keeping that exploding. So that will get me three successes and a strife. All right. So you don't get
1: a very good strike in on it. You again hit it kind of off to the side. Uh, this time a little bit low, and it starts spinning up in the air as it bounce. As it has the deflection, and it comes down back on you, splitting as it hits your head and disgorging the juice of the melon across your shoulders and your head.
2: Actually, is it impaled on the my? Headband that's an on- like Oni's helm on his head.
1: Yes, it is. So it almost because of the juice of the melon, it almost looks like the oni skull is bleeding. You can hear just the very soft sound of a chuckle coming from Koyu.
2: Gru has a, a bit of a smile on his face because he's imagining what he looks like right now. So he, he's got a slight smile on his. He's also slightly chuckling under his breath. He'll listen for where she's at. Because he's gonna clean the uh, the blade off before he removes the melon off his head, clean that off, and he'll reach up, pull the melon off, set it on the ground. Then he'll remove the blindfold and look at all the juices on the 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 soap that she covered his eyes in. It appears that I do not have the or my senses aren't as attuned yet. To those that around me. I apologize for ruining your tie as he looks at the hair tie that's in his hands. Keep it as a reminder of the lesson. Keep practicing the form. I, I think that
1: you will get it soon enough. You seem very capable.
2: You are a very capable teacher. It has been an honor to learn from you. Is there anything else that you can teach me for sensing?
1: I have had a similar experience to you with the melon. Though for me, it's when I made the strike itself. The juice can be very
2: sticky. Yes, it can.
1: Shall we adjourn to the bath and I will
2: help you remove the sticky juice from your hair? Groot doesn't say anything, but he bows in acquiescence and then he'll... Since he's he's put his katana away, he will motion for her to for us to go to the the bath.
1: All right, so we'll just kind of fade into black for this part of the scene. What has uh, Yogo Sojabo and Kitsuki Akira been doing?
0: I I expect that uh, Yogo probably um, convinced Kitsuki to join them.
3: Oh yeah, we were spying. You want to spy? I was kind of. Were you going to spy? Uh, I I hadn't completely decided. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Of course, you were going to spy. Mm-hmm. You soja bow.
3: <laughs> okay. So yeah, we were spying. Check. Let's see if I can't pull this off. Like before we go, I doubt it. Uh, yeah, he picks up some leaves off the ground and. Uh, does some prayers and import in, importunes in, in, in and air invocation called uh, cloak of night which is a TN three because it's normally uh, the TN is equal to the silhouette average person is silhouette two plus one for the uh, inopportuning importuning Let's see if I can even get it oh wow he actually got it so uh, Yogo is invisible or should kids You have the higher skullduggery, don't you? And the higher air? Air three, yes. Yeah, so yoga will be invisible. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't get you. I didn't have enough opportunities. So that's three successes for me. And let's have uh,
1: Kitsuki then do a skullduggery air roll. TN3
0: to be unseen. So, so So I rolled TN3. I got so total of five successes and two strife, one opportunity. Not even Yogo knows where I where I went. All right, so y-
1: you guys saw the whole exchange there, and uh, even succeeded in not laughing out loud when the melon landed on Guru's head, as to stay for all intents and purposes uh, invisible.
3: Oh yeah. So I, I guess I should have read it a little bit more. Apparently it lasts for round, not scenes. There's no way to get it to a scene. So I guess I'll uh, able to sneak in, find a hiding spot, and I, I would have to probably make a hiding roll.
1: All right. Um. So go ahead and do a Skullduggery Air, TN3.
3: Well, I failed despite By how my best efforts. Uh, one, with an opportunity.
1: All right. Well, yeah. You Kitsuki voice? Akira rolled high enough that as you're about, to, he can see that you're about to laugh at the melon and he reaches out and puts his hand over your mouth.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: So are you guys going to do anything else this evening? Uh, Probably not, no. After a while, you guys are back. Kitsuki Akira and, Kun- and Yogo Sojabo are back in the room and after a while, Kuniguru walks in a fresh pair of clothes that he hadn't had earlier with him.
2: Yeah. They definitely aren't as fancy as what Soja Bo had got made. That's what you changed. I trust the evening went well. Training was intensive. Needed a second bath. And it's kind of inappropriate to put on the exact same outfit after having a bath. Um, Smile knowingly. He's like, oh,
0: so the evening went really well then. i surprised you came back here then.
2: Guru raises an eyebrow that would be improper. She has shown me a technique that I will have to practice to perfect. Mm, indeed. So, yeah. Oh, Chris, what scent did she have during the practice session? Uh, she had hibiscus. And this is OK. So.
1: In, fact, in fact, you can still smell it on the hair ribbon that you still have.
2: Yeah, which is tucked into the left sleeve of the kimono. It is being kept secretive somewhat, because I know Sojabo would love to see it all. Yeah. <laughs> so. And how was your gentleman's evening so far?
0: Well, it, it was good. A bit quiet
2: but yes. Quiet, it can be very good. About what time is it, Chris? Um,
1: it's getting pretty late, uh, I'd say probably, uh, probably the hour of the boar, if not the hour of the rat. Okay. So it's around midnight.
2: Yeah, so it's getting late. I am going to find my bed, and Guru will head off to his room. But, yes, I, I fully understand that
0: We do have court
2: tomorrow. Guru inwardly m- grounds that's a reminder so go to bed go to sleep we got a day of court yep
1: so the next day at court things are being done a little differently you're so they're they're in family or they're in clan groupings rather than as a whole congregation for court uh, but at the end they'll come back together for any last minute announcements We'll start off with the Scorpion Contingent, which is a pair of Bayushi and some Yogo. A courtier of the Bayushi, Bayushi Shigeyoshi, kind of takes center stage for you guys. There have been some interesting rumors and secrets that we've heard, but let us not keep them to ourselves. Let's have a bit of a discussion and share them with each other. Yoga Sojapo, I understand you're an Emerald Magistrate. I bet you have some juicy details that you could share with us.
3: Well, would you like the Maho first or the blood sacrifice first? <laughs> yes, I, I happen to deal with the stranger aspects of the Emerald Magistrates. Uh, we found evidence of, well, we found Maho up in the dragonfly and dragonlands took care of it uh hmm. i will not sh- i will not share about the blades like that is that is for hot people of higher station than these people for in my opinion
1: Yogo ikigai seems really interested in what you're saying uh she uh has a kind of a bird like mask and is wearing a hood with her stuff. And you can see uh, in a pouch a bunch of sheets of sacred paper. Mm-hmm. Oh, do tell us more about the blood magic that you've dealt with. It is a bit of my personal
3: study to... Handle that. Like, if these were my superiors, yes, I would share, but uh, I gotta got think uh, where it's. No, pretty standard. Just a few cultists dabbling uh, in the darker arts of Kansen. Took care of them. Summarily hung. Oh,
1: I'd be quite interested in which cult. I've been doing some research into the cult of the moon.
3: Hmm. Cult the moon, that's more of, it's not really much in that, but anyways, it's not anymore. They changed that in uh, New 5R. You know what? I never got the name of the cult. I guess that was a mistake. They weren't too talkative. They died pretty quickly, thanks to. Uh, uh, and I kind of gesture slightly over to the uh, crab side. My Kuni friend. But another interesting fact, there is a cult led by a large monk who dyed his skin blue. He was sacrificing children to the elements. Very odd.
1: The other Yogo, Yogo Toshinori,
3: speaks up. To what end? It's a bit unclear, but he says, and I kind of glance at the phoenix delegation see if they're paying attention, if they're not. Seems the phoenix have been hiding something from us. And I'm sure you've noticed, at least slightly noticed, elements are, in, are not as balanced as they once were. Do you think it could be? You don't think it could be? And he looks around. You, You know, there's always a summoner cult somewhere, but they're mostly harmless except for the few. And even those are... No, this is something different. And I think it can only get worse at this point. I'm wondering if it has something to do with the incident of, le- of late in the Crane lands. Go ahead and fade out of this conversation.
1: And we'll cut over to the Dragon Contingent, which is mainly a, uh, a group of gasha and uh, Kitsuki Akira. The Agasha are talking about their experiments and how they're looking forward to the science fair in a couple of weeks. Yes. Agasha Ryoko is taking point in talking on this. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what the Kuni have, but my experiments with a purification potion, I think, would be of great interest to them and to others. It has been a great learning experience. Oh, speaking of learning, Kitsuki-san, have, what brings you to the Crablands? It seems a very odd place for one such as yourself.
0: Well, my fellow magistrate, Kunigaru, uh, decided to winter here at Kuni castle and we wish to accompany him so the magister myself Thus, also it is a little refreshing to visit the uh, crab uh
1: agasha yugen speaks up and oh, what about your own learning here is there anything
0: that you have used your keen eyes to spy um. Nothing at the moment. Um, I have been uh, preparing for um, one of my own contests uh, in about a month, but other than that, nothing really. I've not spotted anything that uh, requires my attention as of yet.
1: Moving on to the crab contingent.
2: <laughs> Guru's looking around at the crab that are here, seeing how many witch hunters, how many purifiers. Is- trying to get an idea of who is actually here. About a half
1: dozen of each. You see a couple Haruma around. You see a heater or two that's actually come. There a pair of twins, fraternal twins, of Kuni that are there. They appear to be witch hunters.
2: <laughs> so, as yeah, Gru looks over them all, has to a Said much to you about the travels I have had. And he specifically does glance over at the witch hunters.
1: Uh he speaks up first. I've heard stories of your travel, but we have not gotten to see any of your information. We're looking forward to your presentation at the
2: fair. Ah, uh, yes. Well, a little bit prior. I have met with some Maho in the travels, specifically some blood swords. Not the, but some. I have informed Hatsuo-sama of them, and I know he was planning on trying to disseminate the information as appropriate. Have you had any, seen anything like that in your travels? And this he looks specifically at the witch hunters.
1: Yeah, uh, the other twin, Kuni Kogarashi, uh, speaks up uh, and she's just kind of stoic faced with it all. We have not seen any blood weapons, but we have dealt with people creating Kansen to be weapons
2: themselves. Mm. Those that you have dealt with, what Back, what families have they come from?
1: That is where it's been a little trickier. They seem to not be of any particular family. They've been appearing as Ronin.
2: Interesting.
1: After the persuasion, mm-hmm. we did get a few answers, and it appears as though there's a group of phoenix that have grayed from the pulsive intentions and fallen into the darkness, but we rubbed out that
2: family. Yeah, Gru's eyes, eyebrow raises a little bit on the, here in the Phoenix, I see. Yes, what I have found was a group of unicorn, right? They are no longer around, nor is the inn that they were in. This was up in the Dragonfly Lands, so a bit of a travel. The as I said, I have seen the the swords. I actually okay, Chris. Let me remind me. Did I was I bring those? Did I bring those swords with me? Was I able to? Trying I remember?
1: The swords that you got, you put into the safe underneath the castle.
2: Okay, it's, I was able to bring some blades with me. They are down down below in the safe. There was a rumor of possible heir to Yajudin. The, the smithy was similar to Caillou Blades, but with some differences. Supposedly the blacksmith traveled around and learning from different places. It was a grisly affair. The last place we saw him, he fled from, but we found the bodies of those he the blades in and not in a good manner of quenching. So it seems that we have the phoenix and unicorn. Anyone else have heard anything? And Guru looks at everyone else. Come on, Abby speaks up. My sister and I have heard nothing
1: of things like this, but we will definitely keep our ear to the ground. And would there be a way for us to communicate with you should we hear anything?
2: Hmm. Being a Magistrate, an Emerald Magistrate, getting a message to me is possible. It may take time though. We, my other Magistrates and I are trying to convince the Emerald Magistrate to have the Jade Magistrate stood back up. There is too much here that the Emerald cannot deal with. As, uh, As for getting a message to me currently through the Jade Magistrate, or the Jade Champion. He can probably get it to us based on where we are being sent. Or my son, Hatsuo-san, sama. He has a could possibly get it to me. I definitely plan on being down here for a while. At least through Winter Court, since we are here. Also, one of the things that my fellows and I have seen is a group that are trying, they claim that the elements are out of balance and they're trying to rebalance them by sacrificing children to the, through the elements. To sacrifice to the elements of earth, they crush them. elements of water is drowning. The odd thing is they are not maho. Have any of you heard anything similar?
1: Uh, Kogarashi speaks up.
2: Well, I
1: did talk with a monk who was traveling, uh, Tugashi, and uh, he spoke of an encounter in the Unicorn Lands, something about a shrine that had been burned down. And then he showed me this. She reaches into a bag and pulls out a cinnabar medallion with what looks to be a, a stylized fire.
2: I do believe we have also heard of that incident in our travels. And that, and looking at it, it's it's a stylized fire, but is it a little bit different? Uh, yeah. We found in the Dragonlands, as we were headed to Dragonfly Castle, the body of a child that had a similar medallion, but it looked like, almost, almost like watery. But as as this fire here is, it was not what we expected either. We stopped the crushing of a boy in Lion Lands. So that means they're going to move somewhere else. The leader of this group that we saw, his skin is blue. That should make him easy to pick out in a crowd. Yeah, that is assuming that he is in the crowd and not staying outside so he can keep himself hidden. He has followers, and I believe that they do most of his bidding.
1: At this point, you hear Hatsuo clear his throat. This is all the time that we have today. Uh, is there any announcements for upcoming events or anything that must be dealt with today? Uh, Kitsuki Akira steps forward.
0: Uh, yes, I do have an announcement. Uh, tomorrow after lunch, at the hour of the goat, I will be holding a Kamari contest. Any who wish to participate may do so. And I have a a a silk Kamari ball for the winner of this tournament.
2: Bludgers of Jade is a work of fiction and is not affiliated with Edge Entertainment, Fantasy Flight Games, or Esmond D. International. Music is used with permission from Darren Curtis. More of his music can be found on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, or his website, darrencurtismusic.com. Our logo was designed by Nix and Amelia. More of her art can be found on Etsy. Recording, editing, and sound design is by Bren Thorson. Story is conceived by Chris Garvey, you can follow us on Twitter at at RPG, Facebook at Facebook.com backslash RPG, and SogePodRPG.podbee.com. You can message us at SogePodRPG at gmail.com. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your podcast player of choice. Thank you for listening, and remember: if you can't grab- j-strike it, grasp it with earth.